Hello there and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. I'm excited that you've taken time out of your day to download our podcast. We certainly hope that you will be edified and Christ will be glorified. If you're new to the podcast, I would encourage you to go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all one word, all lowercase. And there you can find out more about us. There's a statement of faith there, as well as a prayer request page. People do email a prayer request in from time to time. There's also, uh, I have a question, you can email it to us through our, the contact page as well. In fact, today that's what we're going to try to do, is answer a question that came in from a listener. You can also find a way there, there's a way of financially supporting us. We would appreciate any help that you can give. We don't ask for uh, donations on a uh, weekly podcast. Uh, we just trust that God will provide, and He really has. Nobody here really makes any money off of this. We simply use the money to help offset the cost for equipment, uh, any upgrades that we might need. We're thinking about going on YouTube and actually doing video of us recording this and so people could watch us and we maybe can put the visuals up and uh, in the uh, Bible verses that we use, we could put that up on the screen. Uh, that's just an early stage idea that we will need help financially to do that. We also use the, the funds to help buy studio headphones, microphones, whatever else that we need. And so those expenses, I understand, are not a daily need, uh, but they do come up. And we have a web page that we have to financially keep going, as well as uh, the SoundCloud account. So uh, we always appreciate prayers that you would pray for us that this podcast will continue to grow. As I said a minute ago, we're going to try to answer a question from a listener. And apparently it is a listener who's been listening for a while that is searching. And that's great. That's, that's no problem. He is not uh, in the United States. He's in another country. And he asked me not to say. So that's fine. I respect that. And I appreciate that. So the question is from this listener. Uh, we were reading your webpage and noticed that you believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Do you believe that it's possible with many others who have also claimed to be the Messiah. So you have a Bible. I want to encourage you to, to grab it, to follow along. And I'm going to try to answer this question, maybe a little not traditionally, here at the beginning here, uh, because he makes a statement here in his uh, question, I think, is more of a statement. And again, thank you, uh, sir, for your email and the question, and I'm... I'm happy to answer that question. The short answer is, yes, I do believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing the podcast at all. And so, uh, let me further explain a few things about the last part of your question again. You are correct, sir. Many people have come and gone claiming to be the Messiah. Uh, even in Jesus' day, that was a common thing that happened among the Jewish people. And so, but in recent history, people have also made that claim. And one of those guys, I'm going to name a few, I'm not giving these guys any credibility one way or another at all. Okay? Uh, I don't believe they were the Messiah. I don't believe uh, that they're resurrected, uh, reincarnated, or whatever. Okay? I want to make that really clear. There's only one Jesus. But one of those guys, his name is David Koresh. And he was a leader of a branch Davidians, uh, a religious sect in Waco, Texas. 
He never personally directly claimed to be Jesus himself, but he did claim to be a prophet and the son of the Lamb. Okay, and that's a quote, and he makes that in 1983, quite a few years ago. Of course, if you were around in the United States at that time, old enough to remember, his compound would be raided by uh, the FBI, if I recall. It was a federal agency anyway. And the famous picture, you know, at that time on the news was the compound burning to the ground. Uh, he, he refused to come out with his people. There was warrants for their arrest and things. And if I recall, there was about 50, maybe 60 adults and around 20 uh, children that would be people under the age of 18. You're really younger than that. Uh, they were all found dead and they all burned alive. And of course, there was a lot of political fallout uh, for that, especially uh, burning the, the place down and killing uh, women and children. And so, at that time, um, if I recall, he was, uh, the Clintons were in office at that time. And there was just a lot, a lot of uh, negative press about that. Okay, uh, there are two others here in the United States. Just I'm going up the top of my head here now. Uh, I recall the, the one. The man's name was uh, his last name is Clemens, and he was a convicted felon, and he was convicted on uh, murdering four uh, policemen. And he referred to himself as Jesus. Another one would be a man by the last name of Hernandez. And he will fire nine shots into uh, the White House at the time, uh, claiming himself to be Jesus, and that the president, sitting president at that time was the Antichrist, and he had to kill him. So this idea that... Uh, the president of the United States is an evil man is not new, even though we have that going on today. It's been going on for a long time. There are a few others who are not committing crimes, though, but they are flying the flag of Messiah or Jesus. And one of those would be uh, John Miller. He comes to mind, and he would be the leader of the Jehovah's Witness uh, movement based out of Australia. Uh, there's another one who claimed to be the Messiah on YouTube in 2007. His name is David Schooler, I believe. Not sure how it's pronounced. Uh, anyway, he, he makes that claim. Uh, Jim Jones, very famous uh, deal there. Uh, he would poison the Kool-Aid and, and everybody would commit suicide. I remember right, that was back in the 70s. And so he also claimed to be the reincarnated uh, Jesus. Uh we need to understand that this is not restricted just to the United States. There are people from all countries uh, throughout history, people have made that claim. In, in 1987, we do have listeners in Japan, a man claimed to be the reincarnated Jesus and Buddha all at the same time, if, if I understand correctly. Um, he would be the man uh, who would claim in 1995 to be the Lamb of God, um, and he's going to be uh, waiting still, I think, to this day for his execution. He claimed to be the Messiah in, in 1994. He is the guy that uh, he would put a bunch of poison gas in, in the public transportation there in Japan, killed many people. 
Okay, and there are other many other people who claim to be the Messiah or Jesus from again, like I said a minute ago, from every country in the world at one point or another in history. I just use uh, these examples because most listeners are familiar with them. But you have people from India, South Korea, Russia, the Netherlands, England. I mean, so all around the world and many other countries. And if you really want to research this out, I'm sure you can do all that. Uh, on a search engine with the internet okay so I say all of that because of your question about do I really believe this since other people have claimed to be the Messiah all these people claim to be the Messiah there is no record indicating that they uh, raised the dead healed the sick by simply touching them or just voicing they would be healed. Uh, feeding thousands of people at one time. I mean, in the world that we live in today, many people are very hungry. They don't have food every day on their on their table. Boy, wouldn't that be nice if he could, uh, the guy that claims this, that he would give all this food to those who really were hungry. None of them have walked on water, uh, showing that they really are the Messiah. Just because uh, you claim to be doesn't make it so. And I understand why you're questioning some of this in your search, okay? And so, Jesus is really the only one who will make the claim, I will, uh, I will die, and three days later I'm going to walk out of that tomb. He's the only one who's ever claimed that before it actually happens. Okay, so I want to read some scriptures here. In Matthew chapter 27, again, I hope you have a Bible and following along, starting around verse 62 here and following. Now, the next day, after pre the preparation day, that would, okay, that would be the Sabbath day, uh, Saturday, the, the chief priest and the Pharisees gathered together with Pilate and said, Sir, we remember when he was still alive, that deceiver said, after three days, I'm going to rise again. So he gives the order. He makes the grace secure. And until after the third day. Otherwise the disciples are going to come. And they're going to steal him away. And say to the people. He has risen from the dead. And the last deception will be worse than the first. So Pilate said to them. "You know, Go ahead. Guard it. Make it secure as you know how. And there is a Roman guard that goes with them they seal the grave and they wait okay anybody who's going to break that roman seal that is a very punishable offense if you study roman history you could be put to death for that okay so people are not going uh to take that lightly that seal they're not just going to open it up and and then pull a dead body out especially with roman guards uh, sitting there so again here we have jesus he's claimed to be the messiah He's made it very clear that he's the Messiah. There's the seven I am statements in the Gospel of John. And, you know, there's this constant friction between him and, and the Jewish leadership. When Jesus would say, go, you know, your sins are forgiven. And they would just be appalled. How can a man forgive sins? Only God can do that. And Jesus, in his own way, uh, in modern terms, would say, oh, let me prove it to you. And he would heal somebody. He would raise somebody from the dead. He, whatever. He, he would do a miracle. 
something that you and I uh, could not do. Okay, so he is giving evidence that he is God. And believe me, they understood that he was making that claim very clearly. The problem was he wasn't the Messiah that they were hoping for and had been teaching about that he's going to come in and he's going to be this great king. He's going to throw Rome out on their ear and they're going to be the superpower of the day. And so, again, Jesus makes it very clear in the course of his ministry that he will rise again. And again, I, I think they believed to a certain degree that it was a possibility. They also probably really truly believed that somebody would come and steal uh, the body and claim that the tomb was empty. But you're going to have to ask yourself several questions here. One would be, where's the body? If somebody stole it, dead bodies start to smell after a while. And so where did they put it? Okay, so the, the text makes it clear here, we're going to read here in John chapter 20 in just a moment, in a moment, that when the apostle Peter and John, when they arrive at the tomb, the only thing in the tomb was the burial clothing. Okay, now if someone actually stole the body and the clothing is left behind, I personally, I would find it very peculiar, or, uh, it would catch my attention anyway, if I saw a couple people carrying around a naked dead man's body, especially in the middle of the night, I'm going to think, what in the world is all that about? Did they just commit a crime? Did they kill that guy? Uh, what's going on? And you don't think the tomb guards, uh, they're sitting at the tomb, would have questioned, hey, where are you going with that body? They knew why they were guarding that tomb. Okay, so listen here uh, to John chapter 20. We're going to start around verse 3 here. Peter and the other disciples went forth, and it would be John that's going to be uh, there. He, there's two, the two of them, and they're running together. That would be Peter and John. And John's a little younger, I guess. He's running a little faster than Peter. And he's the first one that arrives at the grave. And he looks in, and he will see the, the linen wrappings there. But he doesn't go in into the tomb. But Simon Peter, he came up right behind him. And he too, he saw the same thing, right? He saw the linen there, the wrappings, and the face cloth. Notice that in your text. The face cloth is there, which had been right, lying on his head. And it was rolled up in a place by itself. Itself, all by itself. Okay, so he saw and believed. They didn't understand the scriptures quite yet, but that he did believe, Peter did believe, that Jesus uh, had been resurrected. Okay? They don't know how or whatever, but that's what the text indicates, that they believed that uh, he had fulfilled what he had promised he, he was going to do. Okay, so, you know, you have these two grown men. Uh, they've been hiding... Uh, Mary Magdalene's one that go, he, she knows where they're hiding, and she goes and tells them, somebody stole the body, right? She thinks somebody stole it. The tomb's empty. He's not there. And so that's why they go running, right? What's going on here? Because they, they remember what Jesus had said. And they're hiding because they are afraid. They're very worried that they're going to be the next ones uh, to be hung up on a cross. And you just study anything about crucifixion at all, 
you would know that that would not be a very nice thing to have done to you. Okay? It's a slow death, a very painful death. And if you look at the text again, you're, you're going to see something here. But it was rolled up nice and neat. There's organization here in this tomb. And it would make more sense to me if you're going to steal a dead man's body in the middle of the night and you don't want to get caught, you're going to be in a big hurry. Okay, so why would you take the time to roll up the burial clothing nice and neat? Why not just take the dead man's body, whatever it is, is wrapped in and get out of there? It may make it a little harder to identify that you're carrying a dead body. I, I guess some common sense needs to rule the day here a little bit. You know, are you going to take new clothing and or a, a box or whatever and carry that around with you in the middle of the night to steal a body? Again, I don't think that makes any sense. Yeah, you're going to attract a lot of attention. And we need to understand also, we live in a modern society, and 90% of my listeners, where we have street lights at night. We have uh, <clears throat> a lot of outdoor lighting. That would not have been true in the days of Jesus here. It, it's, it's here, I know in my area, there is no lighting that I've ever noticed in a graveyard. It's, it's dark, okay? So you're going to walk around, stumble out there in the dark, and if you don't have some flashlights or a lantern, whatever, uh, you're going to trip over things and you're going to fall and get hurt. So again, um, you need to try to make some logical deductions here. It, again, reading the text here in the Bible, it makes it really clear that over the next 500 days, uh, over the next 40 days, excuse me, 500 people would see Jesus uh, walking around, talking and eating, all the way up to uh, the time he ascends back into heaven, okay, at the end of Luke. And so, if you notice here, we're in John uh, chapter 20, excuse me, Luke 24, between verses uh, 37 and 42, Jesus has appeared to them. Now they know he's a lie, or he's come out of the grave, but apparently he's not with them at this time. And they're all outside there at the lake, and they've been doing some fishing or whatever. And they, they see Jesus, but they think, he, oh, it's his ghost. And so here Jesus will say, you know, why are you troubled? Why do you have this doubt that arises in your heart? You know, see my hands and see my feet. Touch me. Okay, he will say that here. Read that text with me. Touch me, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones. And apparently they do, but they still don't believe that it's really him in, in the flesh. And so you notice here in verse 42, he asks for some feet. Fish, excuse me, and they give him a a piece of boiled fish. They he takes it and he eats it before them. And, you know, so you have to ask yourself, why would a ghost want to eat? Does it need to eat? Okay, and so that would be uh, one way of eliminating their doubt. And apparently, it does. And apparently, again, this was a question that you, just like what you have, sir, that uh, in the first century church. Again, I would agree with you that it's not normal for dead people just to walk out of the grave. Okay, I've never seen that happen. I'd probably be very scared. Uh, 
want to know if it was a ghost or whatever okay just like the apostles when you have the apostle paul uh, before his conversion he is uh saul and he will persecute the church uh, beyond measure it, early on he's going to have people who believed in the resurrected jesus he's going to have them thrown into jail he's going to have them thrown into slavery uh, he has them killed he takes their property I mean, he does this to men, women, and children, all for believing in the resurrected Jesus. Saul would be converted in, in, in the book of Acts, or in Acts 9, and you can read how his conversion goes. And, and his conversion stories several places in the book of Acts. And I mean, if you notice here in the church in Corinth, they, they must have had the, the same exact question, did Jesus really rise from the dead? And again, here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 15, uh, around verse 4 and following here, follow along please, if you, if you have your Bible, that he was buried, and then three days later, uh, according to the scripture, he rose. He appeared uh, to Peter and the twelve. He appeared to more than 500 people at one time. Most who remain until now, but some have fallen asleep because Paul, uh, he's saying, hey, some of these people, they're still alive. Go ask them. You know, not all of them. A few apparently have died for one reason or another, but he's saying most of these people are still alive. They're still talking and breathing. Go ask them if they saw Jesus alive, and they're going to tell you yes. Okay? And then he goes on to say here, <clears throat> continuing the text here, he appeared to James and then to the apostles, and last of all, ultimately, he appeared to me, referring to himself as the apostle. And here's Paul. He says, I'm the least of the apostles, and not uh, to be called one because I persecuted the church of God by the grace of God. I am what I am, and by his grace toward me, did not prove to be in vain. But I labor even more than all of you, yet by the grace of God, he is with me. Okay, so again, here you have a man who did not believe that Jesus uh, was resurrected. He did not believe that he was the Messiah. He obviously knew who Jesus was. If he's old enough to be uh, out persecuting uh, the, the Christians and whatnot, uh, throwing people in jail, he would be a grown man. And so he would have known who Jesus was. And there's, there seems to be no really argument from anybody at the time that I anywhere recorded in the Bible that Paul was not who he claimed to be. And I would encourage you to, to go read Acts chapter 22. Again, this is one of his uh, conversion stories account. And Paul is, is giving a defense when uh, what we might call today a, a court of law. And nobody there again seems to argue the point that Paul was an outstanding Jewish man at one time. Okay, and they would never argue it. There was none. And that Paul had persecuted, imprisoned, and killed Christians. Paul, in my personal opinion only, okay, and again, this is my opinion only, if the opportunity had presented itself, he could have been high priest at some point in his life. He was very well respected. Uh, he had the background. Uh, and he will talk about his education and all that. And so... He has everything that he needs to be high priest. 
And that would have been the thing if you were a Jewish uh, man. You could, uh, you'd be forever remembered. You'd be part of their history. Of course, obviously he is because of uh, the Bible. But all, all that aside, again, he's a respected man prior to that. Okay? You have to ask yourself, why would a man give all that up if he truly did not believe in a resurrected Jesus? With all the other people that I've mentioned early on in the podcast, and, and there's many others who have come and gone and claimed to be the Messiah or the re reincarnated Jesus, none of them, none of them have ever been seen by a single soul after they died. If they had been spotted, uh, where are their testimonies? I mean, that would have been splattered all over the news. Where's the written records of it? And nobody, again, nobody be willing to die in the first century and go to prison for believing in a myth or a story, made-up story. And I think the same principle would apply in our day and time. Who's willing to go to prison over making that statement? Willing maybe to be put into a psych ward uh, be the laughing stock of the world or their community. Again, I don't think anybody with any common sense or in their right mind would want to do that. And so, uh, uh, sir, again, I, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. I thank you for your honest question. Uh, again, I know you stated in your email you're going to continue to listen to the podcast. You're going to continue to search for truth. I commend you for that. I, I truly, truly do. I think that's what we all should be doing. And I truly believe if we search for the truth, we will find it. And again, this is exactly what the resurrected Jesus said. Seek and you will find. John, uh, in chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus would say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Okay. Jesus predicted that he would be turned over, that he would be arrested, that he would suffer, he would die. And Peter, when he's talking about this, would, would argue, oh, we can't let that happen. In fact, Peter's going to try to prevent uh, Jesus from being arrested in the garden. He's going to cut somebody's ear off. But Peter will fail in preventing Jesus from being arrested. Jesus will be put on trial three times, actually. He's put on trial with uh, the Sanhedrin. And since they really can't uh, execute people, that's what they really wanted to do. He's, they, they sent him to Pilate. He has a trial under Pilate twice, really. And Pilate really doesn't want anything to do with it either. And he sends him to Herod. And Herod's not going to play politics with Pilate and says, uh, send him back to Pilate. Okay? And so, three times, he sees three different trials, and he's going to be found guilty. Uh, he will be crucified, and he will die. If a Roman soldier puts you on a cross, you're not coming down alive. Uh, if you did, you'd probably be the guy up there hanging next, okay? And so, that's what these people did. They were executioners, and their whole purpose was to make sure that that execution was carried out to the extent that you were dead. So those things actually happen. And there's people who, like Josephus, uh, other historians that talk about crucifixion, 
and they mentioned Jesus. Uh, not as a Messiah or anything, they just, uh, they mentioned Jesus and the followers of uh, Jesus, believing that he had been resurrection. Okay? Jesus also said on the third day, I'm going to rise again. And that actually happened too. Again, there are too many testimonies, historical records, that say that he did. Luke, uh, in his gospel account, said more than 500 people said that they saw him. Paul would say those 500 people, the same 500, uh, saw him walking around. And they were verbally selling people this, obviously, because people know about this, at least two do, uh, that they were publicly talking about it with their friends or family or whatever. And the risk of being persecuted and flogged, thrown out of the temple. I mean, if you're a Jew and you're thrown out of the temple and not allowed to come back, I mean, that's horrible. I mean, that's it, 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 you just don't want that as a Jew. Why would you risk all of that over a lie or a myth? I, I certainly hope, sir, that this helps you understand a little bit why, yes, I really do believe in the resurrected Jesus. Why I really truly believe the Bible is accurate and complete from God himself. Yeah, a man wrote it, but I really believe that his spirit guided those words. And he allowed the personality of that writer to, to, to write that in his personality, but it is absolute truth. If you have a question, I will do my best to answer it. Uh, I will answer it over the air, or, or we will try to email you the answer if you don't want uh, it out going over the air. So far, everybody has uh, asked me to go ahead and go ahead and, and broadcast it. And so, for more information again about us, what we really believe in our statement of faith, this man obviously read it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so, go to biblicalquestion.com and check that out. There's links there to our. our social media. Uh, we do have a Twitter account. There are not very many people there following. I don't know how many people actually just go look at it. But we have quite a few followers now on LinkedIn. And I know LinkedIn is not necessarily popular outside the business world. But if you have a LinkedIn account and would like to hook up with us there, that would be great. And I certainly hope that you'll continue to pray for us, that you'll continue to listen to us. Please hit that like button and follow us so that you get alerts each week when we do put out our podcast. Again, thank you for listening. And, and the persecuted church uh, that listen, you know who you are. Uh, we pray for you daily that God would help you and comfort you in, in ways that we don't know how to pray, I'll be honest. But we do pray for you and that uh, God is providing. Please uh, listen to us again next week. And when, may God bless you, and may he have the glory.